We're in Acts chapter 9. Who's got a Bible with them? Find your Bibles, if you have. We're in Acts chapter 9. And um, I hope you don't mind that I like to get a little bit of movement in our talk today. Um, so I'm going to pick on some helpers. Um, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, we're in Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 you guys are probably pr- familiar with because um, uh, one of our Bible heroes called Paul is converted in this chapter, right? So he starts off as Saul becomes Paul. But uh, Luke, who writes, um, who writes Acts, I think, has um, deliberately put in some very ordinary people at the end of this chapter for us. Because do you know what? Our churches are not necessarily filled with Pauls and Sauls. Apologies if you feel like you're one of those. But our church is full of ordinary people. People like Aeneas, who we're going to find out, people like Dorcas, and people like Peter. And so we're going to hear about what happens to these guys, and I'm going to need some help. So to start with, I need someone who'd be willing to be Peter for me this morning. Um, Isla, your hand was zooming up. So come on up to be Peter for us this morning. You see, uh, you guys have met Peter before. Peter, here he is. Peter spent three years walking with Jesus, traveling the streets, haven't you, Peter? It's been exhausting sometimes, on the road, sleeping rough, making lots of friends. You know, Peter, he's got a big mouth, hasn't he? Ready, show us your big mouth, ready? Here he is. He's got a big mouth. <laughs> just like that, just like that. Peter says a lot of stuff. And do you know what? I hope you don't mind, Peter, but Peter often will say something and then realize afterwards that he's, you know, spoken too soon or he said something. He's a bit clumsy with his words. He's a bit of a messy character. Um, you know what's been happening to Peter recently is that here we are in Acts and uh, Jesus has gone back into heaven and he sent his Holy Spirit. Peter's been filled with the Holy Spirit amazingly and he stood up and he preached to all the people. Loads of people got saved and then um, there was some trouble. You've been to prison, haven't you, Peter? Remember that? We went to prison, the angel was there. The angel was like, go back to the courts. You're like, okay, I'm off to the courts. Angel said, let's go. That's what you were up to, okay? Um, And all the other believers at that point, because of the persecution, had scattered out. Peter, yet again, you're a bit slow on this one. Everyone else scattered and went to go and share the gospel. But Peter kind of enjoyed his tea before he left, you know. But at this point, don't worry, Peter, because you are now finally on the road. You're off. You're traveling. Do Do you want to know where you're going on your holiday? It's not really a holiday. Um, I know where I'm going. Peter, you're going to Tel Aviv. Anyone know where Tel Aviv is? Anyone been there on holiday? Have you been to Tel Aviv? Passing through. through. Tel Aviv, coastal, sunshine. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, It's part of uh, uh, modern-day Israel. And, of course, also part of Israel. In the point that Peter was travelling. So, Peter, unpack your suitcase, get yourself ready for your travels while we meet who you're going to meet. I'm going to introduce you to a guy called Aeneas. Aeneas lived in the town of Joppa. Joppa was right there on the coast and um, uh, where, um, where Aeneas was, was, um, oh he didn't, I lie. I suddenly said that and then I thought no that's not right. He's not the one from Joppa, he's the one from Lydda. I'm calling it Lydda. John's probably got another way of pronouncing it. It's called Lydda but it was kind of near Tel Aviv, quite near Tel Aviv and um, It was about 10 miles away from the coastal town. And um, Aeneas had been in bed, paralysed for eight years. Eight years he'd spent not being able to walk. Paralysed. I think Aeneas was probably, whilst he was there amongst this group of believers, I think Aeneas probably thought this wouldn't really change him. They believed in Jesus, but I think he was living a bit hopeless. 
I'm in bed, everyone has to come and help me all the time, I can't get anything for myself, can't do anything. This was Aeneas, he was lacking in a bit of hope, I think. But his church community gathered around him, they loved him, they would care for him, they'd look after him. So I'm looking for someone who either is feeling hopeless today or who is around eight. Is there anybody who's around eight? Yeah, Anna, Anna, when are you eight, Anna? One year. Yeah, so you're seven, you'll be eight in about six months. That counts, that counts. You can be Aeneas for us this morning. Um, and um, you're going to need to set yourself up over here in Lydda. You guys all live in Lydda, okay? This is the town of Lydda. You're going to set yourself up your mat, okay? Make yourself your bed down here in Lydda with these guys. And I'm looking for somebody who could be Dorcas, because Dorcas lived in a town called Joppa. Um, I'm sure Peter will have... Um, We'll need help. Don't panic. Um, there was a lady called Dorcas who lived in Joppa. You guys are going to live in Joppa for me on this side of the room, okay? And um, Dorcas was a very faithful lady who just served quietly. I don't think we'd have ever heard her name had this not have happened to her in this story. You see, Dorcas loved making things. Um, it also tells us about Dorcas that her name is also Tabitha. It tells us both, both names, right? Which is interesting because... Joppa was the kind of town where lots of people coming and going, lots of different languages. And so gives her, give us, gives us her name in Greek and in Aramaic, okay? But either way, whether you want to call her Tabitha or whether you want to call her Dorcas, her name kind of meant gazelle, like a deer. Can you imagine how beautiful and graceful these creatures are? That was what Dorcas was like. She was beautiful, graceful, something in her character that was just beautiful. Good job on your mat, Aeneas. That's looking great. Um, well, Joppa also was the kind of town where lots of widows lived. Um, so whether you like it or not, people on this side of the room who are looking a little scared, many of you are going to act this morning as widows. Um, people who, who are part of that community. You see, Joppa, because it was a coastal town, often the husbands would go off to sea and many of them not return. And so there was many widows left living in Joppa. And Dorcas, or Tabitha, whichever you'd like to call her, cared for these widows. Doesn't talk to us about her husband. Maybe she was one of those widows. We don't know. But she cared for the other people in that town who were hurting. Just quietly helped them. Um, Bronwyn, I'm going to give you the role of, um, of Dorcas, or Tabitha, this morning. You can stay where you are, but you're sitting amongst your widow friends. And um, you're in the midst of making some beautiful creations. Can you see? Ooh. Oh, I've dropped the needle already. Oh, it's here. It's here. You are very well skilled. Very well skilled. In fact, um, Ali, if you look under this chair, underneath, there is um, there's some other things that that she's made that you guys can can wear, put on to be part of her widow's party. Share. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You guys, you guys are glad you live in Lida. I can see it. <laughs> you are glad to live in Lida. That's right. <laughs> You see, um, Dorcas, or Tabitha, was full of good works. That's what it tells us. You know what? Many of us are very good, aren't we, Devro? We are very good at saying about the good works that we're going to do. But Tabitha, Dorcas, right here, didn't just say the good stuff. She did the good stuff. She was full of it, full of that good work. Okay. Okay, you guys ready? We're going to go through the story with our characters. Peter, you're looking so ready for your travels. You've got to take your Bible with you. That's obvious, isn't it? Um, What's in here? Nothing's in that half. But you can zip your suitcase. You're going to travel a bit, Peter, so zip it back half, okay? 
Enius, let me just help you pump that a bit faster so you can get on your mat. Have you found yourself some kind of... Um, you can pump it for Enius, okay? Find yourself a jumper or a... Because you need to get yourself settled onto your bed over here, Enius. Oh, yes. There's some fantastic homemade... I, I thank my mother for most of these items. <laughs> right, let's, um, let's jump in. You see, Peter. Here's Peter. Peter is travelling to Lydda. So have a big, long walk around because Enius is not yet in his bed, despite he's been there eight years. Um, quick, in you get Enius because Peter's having, Peter's having a quick travel round. I just have to have quick, quick, quick. Here he comes. Peter is travelling and he comes to the town of Lydda. Here you guys are, and he's going to start greeting the believers. Say hi to him. Greet them by name. Hey, you come together with them. Hey, there we go. Come on in, Lydda. Come on into Lydda. That's okay. You can leave it. Uh, greet, greet Peter, because he's here with the believers. You guys, these are the believers in Lydda. Okay, and um, he, uh, he stumbling in your in your greetings to your people. You found a man in his mat, in amongst the believers, because he was with the community, as the hurting people should be, shouldn't they? Well, Aeneas was here on his mat. And do you know what Peter's going to say to him? Ready? Peter's going to say, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Ready? Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, roll up your mat. Get up, roll up your mat. You see, Peter knew that Aeneas was not going to need his mat anymore, even before Aeneas moved. He knew that mat was unnecessary anymore. And immediately, Aeneas stands up. He opens his heart and he steps up in faith. Eight years. You know, when I spent eight hours on the sofa, I feel knackered, right? He's just like, <laughs> eight years he'd spent sitting and lying in that bed. And Peter says, Jesus Christ heals you. So he straight away, he doesn't go, you know what? I'm just going to bide my time today. I'll sit amongst the believers. Tomorrow I'll head out. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just take a light walk tomorrow you know what it tells us is that Aeneas was seen by everyone he went straight out didn't you Aeneas pick up your mat and off he goes off you go In, and do you know what it says Aeneas as you travel around you can just do a nice big circle of litter right here just have a nice circle walk around them walk. yeah look after your mat that's it have a nice walk all of you saw Aeneas whoa that's Aeneas who was in his mat no way no way and you know what? All of those who saw him turned to the Lord. And not just in Lydda, but in the whole plain of Sharon, this news spread. The whole area found out about what had happened to Aeneas. You see, Aeneas gave God all the glory. We've sang that today, haven't we? All the glory for Jesus. Did you notice that Peter said, Jesus Christ heals you? He didn't say, I heal you in the name of Jesus. He could have done. But he made it really clear that was Jesus doing the healing right then he gave God all the glory and he was full of life he was full of hope and he was full of joy and do you know what they did they celebrated in Lydda yes they did yes they did there was celebration in Lydda I ain't got one of those there were celebrations in Lydda here we go here we go you're gonna have to do some swaps have a quick rummage. Go on, Enius. He's so full of celebrations. He's just going to rummage for his favourite one. Um, these guys, I'm so sorry. But do you know what had happened? You see, Peter's over here having celebrations with these guys in Lydda. And do you know what? In the meantime, these guys in Joppa, only 10 miles away, they heard what happened in Lydda. 
they'd heard all about what happened wow. in Lydda. Wow, look at those celebrations, hey guys. Hmm. But do you see what? In the midst of this, Dorcas was knitting. She was loving her people. She was busy. She was busy quietly working. While you guys are busy looking at their celebrations, Dorcas was working. Just loving people. And in the midst of that, I'm so sorry about this, Dorcas, but she got sick. <laughs> With a cough, apparently. <laughs> and do you know what? That cough developed. That, that cough developed. Off she goes. And unfortunately, Dorcas died. Dorcas died. This is, this is no, no time for celebrations. <laughs> Dorcas has died. And do you know what? You guys were devastated. Let's see some devastation, guys. There's weeping. It talks about weeping. Come on, how good are your tears? You guys were devastated. You know what? They decided... So they... Um, it says they washed her body. Um, and often in those times, I thought, this is a bit strange, you know. I won't make you act this bit out. <laughs> Um, it, was a, it was a way of going, come on, maybe the hot water might bring some life. Maybe there might be some life left that we can stir up with this water. So they washed her body. She was definitely dead. There was no hope. She was gone and dead. And so they put her in the upstairs room. Let's just move your chair and put you at the front because that feels like the upstairs room, doesn't it? Um, bring, bring your chair. And um, I mean, I feel like you guys should have done that for her. She's dead. But I'll, uh, <laughs> you know... Look dead. Okay. <laughs> and so you guys are weeping. You are devastated. Excellent weeping. Excellent weeping. And so among you, you need to choose two. There's two of you. And they decide, you know what? We can hear their celebrations. So um, let's send two of us over there to get Peter. Okay? Choose two of you to go and get Peter. Eddie and Brenda are going to go off. You're here celebrating with these guys. And Eddie and Brenda, or the two of them... And they say, please, Peter, come at once. Please, Peter, come at once. Well, when Peter arrived, he was greeted by the weeping widows in that town. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what they did? Is they showed Peter all of the clothes that Dorcas had made them. Turn and see, look, they're modelling for you. Look at all the things that she's made. Look at how she helps care for us. Look at all that she's done. And they kept on telling her, or telling Peter, all about the good works that Dorcas was full of. She was full of them. Well, do you know what Peter does? Was, um, Peter obviously cared, and he listened, but he sends them out. So you can just tell them to close their eyes at this point, because they're not going to move. So he sends them out. <laughs> he sends them out, and Peter kneels. You're going to kneel down, Peter. In fact, in fact it tells us... Um, I, think, I think, Peter, you would have probably turned your back on Tabitha or Dorcas at this point because it tells us that in a minute you turn back to the body. So I think at this point you were turned away and Peter kneels and he prays. You're going to pray, Peter. Get yourself into a posture of prayer. You see, Peter has finally learnt at last that instead of just spouting and speaking, he first needs to stop and abide. Right? And so... He knows that he's faced with a dead body right here. This isn't just a man on a mat. This is a dead body of someone that's deeply loved by a community. You know, I think Peter would have been feeling the pressure at this point. 
But Peter knows that pressure's not his. Amen. It's Jesus Christ who heals you. Amen. And therefore Peter stops and he goes to Jesus Christ and he spends time in prayer. And so when he's ready, are you ready? when you're ready, Peter, you, you choose. When you're ready, you know you've spent time with your father. You know you've come to Jesus Christ, the one who heals. You turn back. You turn back around to the body and you just speak to the body, okay? I'll tell you what to say instead. He doesn't beg or plead with God. He's done his time talking to God. He's got his heart right and he's got his worship in. And now he turns and he speaks to the body. And he speaks life in Jesus' name into the dead places right there. He says to her, Tabitha, get up. I, think, I feel like you might have said it a bit louder. Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes. And then in seeing Peter, she sits up. And then Peter... Peter takes her by the hand and he helps her to her feet. And then he turns and he calls all those believers with their eyes closed, because you guys are doing that so well. Uh, he, he tells them and he presents them. Peter, you can bring Tabitha back to them. And he shows them to the weeping widows. And he presents them, wow. presents her to them alive. And do you know what there was there? <laughs> There's celebration, but they're gone. Here we go. I'm like, who's stolen the celebrations? There was Celebrations in Joppa, guys. There is celebrations. Woo! Um, let me tell you something about Peter. Did you notice in the passage something about Peter? When Peter was in Lydda over here, he said, Jesus Christ heals you. Pick up your mat and walk. Now I know that Jesus Christ, and you probably do too, when he met the man at the pool of Bethsaida, he said to him, pick up your mat and walk. Peter, were you there when that happened? Yeah, yeah he was. He was. And do you know, there's something else. When he was in Joppa, he said to Tabitha, get up. And he uses very, very similar words to when, when Jesus was healing Jairus' daughter. And it tells us in our scriptures what he says in the, in the Aramaic language. He says, Talitha kumi. Okay, Talitha kumi. And it says in our passage here, Tabitha kumi. It's the same words. It sounds so similar, Tabitha and Tali, Talitha. Peter had been there at the, in exactly the same moment when Jairus' daughter was healed. Jesus sent out the people from the room, just like Peter did here, although he left with him a couple of close friends. Were you one of those close friends, Peter? Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Peter was in the room. Peter saw Jesus do these things and Peter had spent time with Jesus. And so when the moment comes for Peter to bring the kingdom of God into those places, he does what he'd seen Jesus do. Peter, superb acting this morning. You can give him a clap. Do you know what? Peter stayed in town in Joppa for a while and I think as we finish this passage, we can see that actually Peter's heart was already changing for God's mission for him, which was really exciting. Peter preached, he used his Bible, and he cared for the lost and all the people that heard the stories. Let me just finish up with a couple of points for us as people. You can sit down, Peter. You've been superb this morning. You know what? I reckon the believers in both Joppa and Lydda probably would have had questions quite similar to us. I think they would have probably wondered why he healed Dorcas and raised Dorcas from the dead when he hadn't raised Stephen from the dead. 
Why, why Dorcas? What was special about her? You know, Luke wants us to notice that ordinary people, just like you and me, are utterly changed by an encounter with Jesus. Mm, and we're transformed by Jesus to do extraordinary things in God's kingdom. I wonder if they wondered what will happen to Dorcas now? Do you know what? Dorcas will die again. She wasn't uh, immortal. Just because Peter had brought her back to life in the name of Jesus didn't mean that she would never die. She was going to die again. We will all die and be, uh, be raised for eternal life in Jesus. But in this world, we all live with this brokenness. Why raise her from the dead at this point? I don't know. What do they do next? What did Aeneas do now? He could walk. He could have done all sorts of things. He had all the capacity to do the stuff. Do you know what? Both of them shared the life that they'd got in Jesus Christ with the people around them. That's what they went and did. They shared the life that they had through the skills and the gifts that they had with all the people around them. Jesus gives us life so that we can go on loving the hurting and the poor and the people around us. We've been amazingly raised to new life in Jesus because of what Jesus Christ did when he died on the cross and he took our sin. And because of his death, we can have life and we can live that life full of good works, just like Dorcas, to love the people around us. I've got one final thing to say. I want to speak to the people in the room who are Aeneas here. I think there are some Aeneases in all of our churches, really. Ordinary people who have been faithfully gathering but are feeling unchanged. Who are maybe lacking in hope. Maybe they think, you know what, I can gather and I can be part of my church community, but the joy of my earlier life has gone. Maybe you feel a bit like your best days are past and the future feels quite bleak. Let me encourage you, Jesus Christ brings life out of death, even when it seems hopeless. Jesus is alive and he's working today. He's still healing, he is still restoring, and he may even surprise you. He may even surprise you. There is hope in Jesus for your situation today. Will you get up in faith and roll up your mat? That's what Jesus asks for you today. If you're a Dorcas in this room, if you're a Tabitha, Maybe you're the kind of person who loves that behind-the-scenes care. You just, you just notice the need and you're quick to fill it. Maybe you're that kind of person who's just, I just, I thrive on the hidden stuff, right? Tabitha was a hidden person. She loved people. Maybe, maybe you're tempted to slow down, to hang up your knitting needles and think, do you know what, I'm getting sick or I'm getting old. Tabitha was right working to the end. She didn't put her needles down. She kept on loving and kept on caring right to the end. Maybe you think, um, do you know what? My clothing that I can knit and the care that I can bring isn't as significant as what Peter can bring. You know, the Peters in this church. Maybe my bit's not as important. Let me encourage you with this. You're not finished yet. Amen. And you matter. You matter. You'd be missed. So step up. Keep on stepping up. Thank you for your service, your faithful, quiet care. Keep on stepping up. Use your gifts to be full of good works for the glory of God. And finally, if you're a Peter here, 
I think there might be a couple of Peters. But if you're a Peter, someone who might speak or act uh, before you really think about it, someone who just jumps straight in, someone maybe full of faith that God's going to do great stuff and you want to be right there in the thick of it, part of the story. Let me encourage you, as John has already shared so beautifully, spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Jesus writes, John 15, you've probably read it already, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in, you, in me. Spend time with Jesus. You know, you want to be part of the stuff that God is doing. And spend time reading his word, receiving his spirit. Like Peter, humble yourself. Kneel. Pray. And then step out and speak up and trust that Jesus Christ heals today. Not in your strength, but in the name and the power and authority of Jesus Christ. That's all I wanted to say. I hope there's something in there to encourage you. And I hope that that will lead us now to look at Jesus Christ, the one who brings life out of death. Amen.